Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Every so often you come across a story of someone um, and you just want to talk to them. Andrea Busfield is a journalist who lives in Cyprus and is now upping sticks, bringing her horses to live in Ireland and possibly even Cork. But there's more to it than that. And she joins me. Andrea, good morning. Good morning to you, though it's afternoon here now. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it, you're two hours plus, are you now? Yeah. Yeah, so it's about quarter to one. Afternoon to you. From, and what, what's the temperature like in Cyprus today? Because I know that's got a lot to do with your decision. Yeah, it's very warm. It's uh, very muggy. We actually had storms last night, quite dramatic storms, lightning, thunder, and uh, a good load of rain. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's about 27, 28 at the moment, I think. Okay. We're down to about 16, 17. We had the 27s last, last week, but they don't last long over here. <laughs> I'll talk to you in a minute about why you want to move to, to Ireland, but your, your story is, is interesting. Journalist for many, many years, including a war correspondent. How did it all start for you? Well, how did I get into journalism? Yeah. Well, it's just something... I was always good at writing, um, and that's what... Um, kind of caught my imagination early on so I had my first byline my first name in a in a magazine when I was 10 years old and it was just for the local REF newspaper because my dad used to be in the Royal Air Force okay. um, and then it just came on from there is I, I never veered off that road there was one time I was dabbling with being a vet when I was about seven but um, I, I don't have the, the stomach for it. Yeah. You used to go around the roll uh, with rock and roll bands as well, didn't you? Ah, yes, that kind of interrupted my um, academic career. <laughs> I, I'm amazed um, that someone else has even heard of gay bikers on acid, let alone be a fan, as I was. No way. Yeah. <laughs> And so you must have liked their alter egos as well, the lesbian dope heads on mopeds. <laughs> they got to my radar as well, but no, it was fun. It was fun. There was a, I remember John John Peel used to talk about them a lot back in yeah. the day, listening to John Peel. Um, but yeah, so they gave away the, the rock and roll lifestyle, gave way to journalism, and you you worked with the Sun, you worked with the News of the World. I noticed they, there was a you had a 
Well, I wanted to probe a little bit. Well, you, you're a journalist with a conscience, I think, Andrea. Yeah, I mean, really, I was totally in the wrong newspapers because I'm, I'm pretty left-wing. <laughs> Maybe it's better to subvert from within. But I have to say, in all fairness to the bosses I had at both papers, none of them asked me to do anything I was uncomfortable with. I remember on one occasion, I don't know what the problem was, but someone had a problem with the BBC and they wanted me to write something. And I said, well, actually, I'm a big fan of the BBC. I love the World Service. And I just said, oh, well, nothing you can write then, is it? Yeah. And that's it. There was no pressure to do any more. Yeah. They love celebrity stories. Both of those papers will lose it. The world is gone now. But I'm intrigued by your story that, that I read. You were sent by the news of the world... And I'm interested in journalistic conscience, which is I want to explore a little. You were sent by the News of the World to do a story on a Formula One driver. And you discovered yes, there, may, there may be more to this than meets the eye. And you asked, you, you felt it's a story you shouldn't pursue. Tell us that one. Yeah, so the driver was David Coulthard. And I think he must have been at the height of his fame or something. And I was asked to um, fly over to Brazil on the Friday evening uh, from Heathrow because another journalist had done the story, written the story and I'm not sure why they couldn't go but they needed me to go to just kind of uh, cross the T's, dot the I's and all this sort of thing. So I went over and I arrived about six to find that um, the girl had missed her flight into Sao Paulo in Brazil. He was he was reportedly so, allegedly having an affair with somebody and that was the story. Oh wasn't sorry. It? Yeah, yeah the, the story was that he was having an affair, uh, quite a long term affair um with a brazilian model so this was the main interest in the story so i went over there the girl had missed a flight so they had to actually um uh rent whatever you say charter a private plane into deep into the amazon somewhere where she was staying so that's what we did we arrived you know by this time the newspapers spent a lot of money to verify this story mm. and i turn up and the girl's very pretty. She's got two cousins with her who are merrily raiding the minibar. Let them carry on doing that. So I asked to see, because time's not on my side, because now it's about five o'clock in London, and we're very soon going to bed with this story, you know. It's going to go to print. So this was on the Saturday, ready for Sunday's paper. And so I asked quickly, can I just see your passport to the girl? And she was a bit curious as to why. But I said, it's okay, just let me see. And so I saw, and it was practically empty. Now, if you have a Brazilian model flying all over the place with her European boyfriend, um, then that passport is going to be stamped and it's going to have a lot of stamps in it. And there wasn't any. Mm. So um, at that point, I couldn't safely say to the news desk, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, she seems the real the real thing. Mm. <laughs> Go run it. I said, don't, just don't run this story. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and, they and, and they didn't. Yeah. Because we no, always... No, they did it. They, what... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they kind of left it for a week to see if they could um, make it work in somehow. And in the end, it was a very tame piece of writing way back at the uh, end of the, the back of the book, we call it, in the final pages of the newspaper. Yeah. Whereas initially it would have been a splash of front page and yes. Um, yes. a spread and all that. Yeah. And then war correspondence. How do you go from something like that to <laughs> Afghanistan? Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. 
Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, that's what the guy from Jane's Defense asked me when I was uh, on the front line with him. (laughs) 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 Um, It's just one of those things. I was in Cyprus, actually, on holiday with my parents because we lived here. Um, when I was a child, we kept in touch with a Cypriot family mm. and uh, 9-11 happened. And so clearly it's the biggest story of my career. Yeah. And so I ring into the office and I say, OK, uh, what do you want me to do? And they said, uh, there's nothing you can do unless you've got an American work visa, which I had, weirdly enough, because I was at one point going to go on comment or something to uh, the New York Post, I think. So I actually had an American work visa valid in my passport. So they said, okay, great, we'll send you to Canada um, because American airspace is closed down, so you can only come in via train and you have to have a work visa. So I said, cool. So we're about to go to Canada, and then they said, no, no, stand down. Canadian airspace is always also closed. Enjoy your holiday. See you when you get back. So when I got back about a week later, everybody was in America, and I'm in London And as I said, it's the biggest story for any of us. I mean, all of us remember how shocking Mm. the whole episode was. And I think I was outside Michael Barrymore's mother's house or something. I was going insane. Um, And then suddenly there was a call in from the desk. They'd asked the defense editor. He refused to go. And he said, would would you go to Afghanistan? So I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The defense editor had refused to go. Yes, he had refused to go, said it was too dangerous, probably right. <laughs> but I was like, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, well. I'm there, I'm your woman. <laughs> and of course, I know nothing about the place at all. My knowledge came from the Lonely Planet's Guide to Central Asia. I had just like four pages because nobody goes there. And there's a little fact box and it says, the best time to go, don't go. <laughs> so you went? Yeah. Well, you would. You're a journalist. That's that's how we're kind of programmed, isn't it? Isn't it? It's funny, you know, because I often watch stuff on the news. And and my before I did this job, I was travelling on for the newsroom around the country for for years. And my wife always looks at me across the couch when I watch the news. She goes, "You want to go, don't you? You want to go? <laughs> Earthquakes, mad mm. wars, mad." You want to go, don't you? So it's it's in us, it's in us. So then back to Cyprus, and now mm. you want to come to Cork. Why? Yeah. Well, I've lived here now for eleven years, and I didn't have horses when I came. I used to ride as a kid, but you know, just just local um, mm. stables stuff like that. But I'd always loved horses, and then I got frightened of horses, so I just kind of left them for a while. And then I came here. I thought, you know what? I'm going to go. And ride again. I loved it as a child. I want to refine that. So I did. And then very quickly, I bought my first horse. And sadly, he died of colic uh, three years later, broke my heart. So then I got uh, my horse Lucky. Mm. He's an off the track racehorse, very, very supreme athlete, wonderful, and my absolute joy. So now also, because then it became a passion, I've got three more horses actually (laughs) two more here so i've got three horses here and i've got a a yearling a baby in the uk so it was all good and well but when you start and you know nothing everything's fine and then as you come to know your horse and appreciate your horses and their needs 
and how to make their life as good as you possibly can, there's an element of responsibility you need to look at. Now, I know this is not the best environment for a horse. It's very hot. It's getting hotter. There are wildfires. Just the other day, I was driving up to the stables where my horses currently are near Limassol, and the backdrop behind the hills was just smoke, thick, dense smoke. And there was a huge fire uh, just on the outskirts of the Limassol forest. So far enough away not to threaten the horses, but to when? Yeah. There could be a time when it does threaten the horses. Now, with the property, fine. You know, property's property. Let it burn. Sorry, I love my husband. You know, whatever. My dogs, get in the car. We're getting out of here. The horses, what can you do? My horses are at a place where there are 60 other horses. You know, best will in the world. If you've suddenly got a wildfire striking, it's not going to be an easy save. It's going to be open the gates and run and let's hope for the best. So there's all that. It's not the best. The ground is very hard. Um, I have visions in my head for the last two or three years. I want to see my horses in green fields. I want them to have the chance to act and live as horses, as they should be. Mm. So, hello, Island. And Cork. And the, the five dogs and four cats are coming too, are they? Yes. Well, my cats are street cats, um, so they can't come inside the house because the dogs will just murder them. Um <laughs> So, but I can't leave them either because they depend on me for food and I love them. They hang around the front of the house. They know where to go, where not to go. So again, mm. you know, I've, I've made a commitment to them. So part of that commitment, and it's the same for all my animals, is you're, you're mine for life. I got, a, a, I, I got a sense reading a profile of you um, over the weekend that mm -hmm. you trust animals Andrea, and this comes from, I guess, life experience. You, you trust animals more than you trust a lot of humans. Oh, for sure. But isn't that the same with anybody who has a relationship with an animal? <laughs> mm. I mean, it's... Like you live alone and have done for many years, don't you? Ten years, yeah. I mean, it's just the way it happened. I haven't decided to become a hermit or anything. But also, I'm quite comfortable in my own company. And I don't feel lonely because I have my dogs. I wake up in the morning and my passion is the horses. So I've never felt I needed anything more. I'm not saying that I'd never be open to anything more, but I don't need it. I'm very self-sufficient. Mm. And also, I, I'm very content. I think, I've not, don't get me wrong, I've been in relationships and had partnership. And um, I've been very happy. But this wonderful feeling of being absolutely content in life is down to animals that's how they make me feel when you bring them to cork i'd love to meet them well you'll be more than welcome andrea it's a pleasure to talk to you fascinating colorful career and now you're bringing your animals, and your, and your life to Cork, hopefully. Um, look forward to it, to, to, to meeting you when you get here. And uh, any, is there other plans or is it just an idea at this stage? Have you actually begun to, to push the buttons? Well, um, unfortunately, after the yard owner where I had my horses read the article, I think it was in the Irish Examiner about I wanted to move the horses because of climate change, she evicted us from, oh, from the rent. I know, so the drama's kind of gone off the scale. 
But anyway, a very good place um, opened their doors to us in Limassol, an hour and a half down the road. And I have booked my horses to go to uh, what looks a wonderful place called Copper Beach Stables in Kildare, because it's fairly close as well to Dublin Airport. Mm. So they will go, my horses will go on the 15th. It's breaking my heart. I have not been away from them uh, for longer than two weeks in the past 10 years. You mean this Friday? They're leaving this Friday? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I will follow when I sell my place here and um, I find a place in Ireland. But um, it's going to be heartbreaking for me by absolutely no beyond doubt that this is the best thing for my horses. A pleasure to speak with you, Andrea. We will talk again. That's Andrea Busfield. Fascinating. I, I love the story about going to Afghanistan. Like, she's a newspaper journalist. War breaks out, or 9-11 happens. It's holy moly all over the world. Her defense correspondent won't go, to, won't go to Afghanistan because it's too dangerous. So she says, all right, I'll go. Corks 96 FM.